one. Good evening, everyone. My name is Jean, food addict in Florida, and I'm, I'm sure some of you may have heard me before. I am a 100-pounder. When I came into this program, which was uh, over 19 years ago, it was in July of 2004, I weighed close to 250 pounds, and now I'm down into like the 120 to 121-pound range which is good, so I've definitely lost over 100 pounds and qualified to be here. And, uh, but beyond the weight loss, what I've also, you know, I've lost weight certainly, but I've also gained a great deal from being in this program because um, I used to be someone who was very nervous and was uh, anxious about a lot of things. I used to sit up at night and worry about things I had absolutely no control over. I grew up in Massachusetts, which is, of course, in the Northeast. And, you know, I I don't drive. I was uh, dependent on public transportation. And if it was predicted to be bad weather, I might lie awake at night worrying, what am I going to do if it snows tomorrow? Well, you know, do I have any control over whether it's going to snow tomorrow or not? No. So, you know, I can say, all right, either I'll get up a little bit earlier and get outside and give myself extra time to get to work on time, or maybe I'll get a call from work saying that they've called it off because of uh, bad weather. I remember there was one time at one job that I worked at where I and another couple people actually showed up to work and found nobody else was there, and we looked, and sure enough, there was a message saying, yeah, you know, the work's been called off for the day. So we said, okay, well, clock out, and off we went home again. But, uh, you know, but uh, finding faith in my higher power and knowing that I'm not in charge of things has been a very, very helpful for me. Um, another thing that I found, and this is something that I think I'm going to, you know, try and concentrate on tonight, is I was talking with some other people I know. I do a lot of service, and I'm on the workshop committee for my intergroup. And we're planning a workshop on the topic of resist, what we call resisting holiday lures because we're coming into time period now, as I'm sure you're aware if you've looked at the calendar or you've been in a grocery store or any other type of store recently, you've seen that there's all this stuff about, uh, you know, well, there's a Halloween at the end of October, there's Thanksgiving coming up, the month following, there's some places even have started putting out Christmas stuff, and as I'm sure you're aware, a lot of these things involve specific holiday treats. And as people in a program trying to avoid certain types of foods, uh, this is a time of year that can be very difficult because there's people going around offering treats, there's a lot more stuff in the stores. Uh, people might bring things into work or uh, invite you to a party or there might be a work event, you know, if you're working that involves holiday treats. And the question is, how do you resist this? Because obviously the stuff is out there. Uh, and sometimes just saying, no, this, well, I mean, what I was taught, obviously, was 
you can look at it and you can say, no, this isn't my food. And if somebody tries to offer it to you, I know one line that I've used on people is to say, uh, no, thank you, because I wouldn't take just one. You know, you wouldn't have any left to give to anybody else. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, and uh, because for me that would that would have been true, that uh, you know I would have just taken the whole platter or you know the whole bag or box or whatever it was that they had, because I was I was a grazer. I was not what you'd call the typical compulsive eater who, you know, just sat there and you know ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. Uh, but I was a grazer, so I'd take one now, and then I'd put some aside, and maybe an hour later, I'd have another one. And an hour later, I'd have another one or two, and, you know, by the end of the day, they'd all be gone, you know. But um, I have since found that there are ways to say no and to tell myself that, no, this is not what I need. This is not going to, you know, I mean, after all, you know, I mean, I was taught that reality is that food is fuel for the body. So, I mean, if you look at, you know, say like in the animal kingdom, typically animals eat what they need and then they stop, you know, because they don't need to weigh themselves down with excess food or their stomach is full and they can't hold anymore. You know, but they but the the thing is is they do stop, and I think for me and probably for a lot of other people, that message to say, "Okay, you've had enough stop now, somehow that got switched off in my brain, and instead, I'd just say, "Okay, I'll have some, and well, if some is good, more is better, and that's not true, so instead, I can you know now just stop before I start and just say, no, thank you, and walk away. Uh, There's a passage in the big book that talks about how, you know, that we're not, um, that that we, we aren't tempted by it anymore, you know, that we walk away from it like from a hot, you know, we we move away from it like from a hot flame. We're not going to touch it. And that's true for me, and it has been for a long time, that the stuff doesn't call to me anymore. And I can be around it without getting, you know, tempted by it at all. And actually, uh, one of the ways that that was helpful was I'm retired now, but back when I was working, uh, one of the things I found, since I do like to do service, is that if they were having, say, like a birthday celebration for someone and somebody brought in one of those sweet things that needed to be cut up into slices, um, that I could be the person that cut it up so that other people could sit and enjoy it. Because usually the person who was slicing it for everyone else was usually the last one to get any. And I would just tell the person, hey, why don't I take over from you and you can have a piece and, and go enjoy and sit and talk with people and stuff. And they would do that. And then afterwards, I could take the leftovers and put them into the kitchen if they weren't, if they were in like a different room or something like that. And I didn't lick my fingers. I didn't do anything like that. 
And I could just, you know, walk away from it and just say, hey, it's not my food, you know, and uh, if I'm not taking any, that means there's more for everyone else. And that's, 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 how, I, that's how I look at it. Because the fuel that I put into my body is what I think of as, as clean, you know, clean abstinence food. And it's not junk food. And so by doing that, I'm able to help out, you know, I was able to help out my coworkers, do something good, and allow other people to enjoy themselves at, you know, a party or whatever. And, you know, because, I mean, I'm not, you know, what some people used to call a wet blanket. I'm not going to tell other people, oh, no, you can't have that because I'm not eating it. If they if they want to do that to themselves, that's their choice. But for me, it's not it's not what I want. Um, another thing I wanted to share with you is uh, one of the books that you know I, I do read OA literature, and the reading from today in Voices of Recovery I thought was. Uh, very helpful. This is October 4th. And it says, nothing in nature grows at the speed human anxiety would wish it to grow. It takes time to halt a retreat, more time again to overcome inertia and begin to take a new direction. I cannot expect the difficulties in my life to be erased because I wish it. I'm learning to walk one step at a time and I look forward to dancing. I am grateful for the upturn in my attitude, for my patience, my ability to reach out then step back and wait. Yes, indeed, I am on my feet, thanks to my higher power and readers anonymous. For today, I rejoice in the broken bonds of obsession. And I am content with my progress. And that's it. I am content with my progress. I know that I don't know everything. I can't do everything. Um, superwoman, I'm not. But I can do what I can and do the best that I can. And when someone asks me to do something, I do a service. And I show up. And I'm an honest person. I am a person of my word. And for me, that's very important that if I say I'm going to do something, by golly, I will do it. And I trust my higher power to help me out and when I have problems and sometimes I do have problems I mean let's face it you know I mean I am not necessarily the most patient person in the world either I do have that addict thing of saying you know I want it now you know I don't want to wait an hour for you know the computer to reboot I don't want to uh, you know wait for something to be ready. When I want it, I want it now. Well, I know I don't always get it now. And I've learned to accept that. Um, I do read the acceptance pages in the big book pretty regularly. Because, uh, you know, that's pages like 417 to 420. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, 
happens in God's world by mistake. And that's true. I believe that. That I can, you know, I can do what I can do. Maybe I can't do everything. I'd like to, but I don't have that particular, you know, I've been given one set of talents and abilities and not necessarily others. Much as I might like to, I don't, I can't do everything. But I need to accept that I may have one opinion on something and somebody else may think differently. Okay, I can accept that. I may not agree with it, but I need to accept it because it's that person's opinion. And while I can control what I think, say, and do, I can't control what other people think, say, and do. And they're entitled to their own opinions, whether they agree with me or not. And I need I need to accept that. But um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, again, I mentioned uh, the fact that we are coming into what some people call eating season. And uh, I remember hearing somebody once at a, at a meeting talk about how they said that eating season starts in October with Halloween, runs through November with Thanksgiving, December with Christmas, January with New Year's, February with Valentine's Day, and on into the spring with Easter, and then into the summer with, you know, ball games and barbecues and cookouts and so forth. And then in the fall with, you know, football tailgating and more parties and, and whatnot and, you know, weddings and graduations and all sorts of things. So that basically, if you want to think about it, the eating season, excuse me, is really all year. And so therefore, we need to prepare ourselves every day for the possibility that we may get tempted by food. And what can we do to help ourselves? Well, obviously, as I say, you know, you can say, that's not my food. Uh, some people do visualizations, like they imagine the food covered in rat poison or something. Um, other people make a plan to stay away from certain things, you know, like they will not go into certain establishments uh, if they don't have a good reason for being there. You know, um, they're not going to go to go past certain businesses and sniff the smell of food cooking or something like that. And, you know, because that's kind of a vicarious hit. And, you know, maybe maybe you don't want to do that. But there are methods people can use to keep themselves abstinent during all of these food things. And, you know, one thing obviously is, you know, sticking to your food plan, sticking to your program. But uh, I think that, you know, really, you know, maybe you've heard the saying that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so, you know, one thing I would leave you with is the idea that Five minutes we left. Really, thank you very much. Is the idea that each of us needs to have a plan for how we are going to counteract these situations that we come into where people might, you know, bring something in at work 
or a neighbor knocks on your door and gives you something or uh you know or or somebody's having some kind of a party or a celebration and what do you do so that's something you know i'd like to uh, i know usually we have a question for people and that's my question that i would ask you is how do you deal with eating season and people offering you things or seeing stuff in store shelves that you can uh you know how do you walk away from this stuff so with that i will pass and again my name is jean i'm a food addict in florida and i will leave my phone number after the tape thank you very much for inviting me to speak tonight